0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: It's here. The college football playoff national championship game is tonight. And we're here on the college football daily to prepare you for it. Good morning. It is Monday, January 10th. My name is Trey Scott. Brandon Marcello is joining us in just a few minutes. I mean, what what do you think we're talking about? It's a national championship game. Number three, Georgia versus number one, Alabama. The Georgia Bulldogs are a two and a half point favorite. I got a text from a friend, a different friend who I'm going to reference in in a few minutes with Brandon. I got a text from a different person the other night. How the heck is Georgia favored? And sure enough, they are despite losing 41 to 24 in the SEC championship game just one month ago to Alabama. It should be an awesome game. A lot of talent on the field. I'm picking Georgia. Brandon Marcello, he's making a similar pick, and... When we talk to Brandon, we're going to run through a few reasons why each side should feel optimistic. I have a few just general notes to make sure that you're aware of to dominate the water cooler discussion if you, in fact, are at an office on Monday before the game. These notes are via true media. So just first off, both of these teams are 13-1 and record-wise straight up this season. Georgia is 9-5 and against the spread. Alabama is 8-6. and against the spread. Georgia is trying to win its first national title since 1980. But uh-oh, Nick Saban is 4-0 all-time against Kirby Smart, his former assistant. And this is obviously a rematch of the 2017 College Football Playoff National Championship game and the 2021 SEC Championship game. If you're wondering why Georgia's favored, and if you're wondering why a lot of people are picking Georgia, it's because what happened a month ago felt like a perfect storm let me read some stats, and again, these are via true media. Georgia did not sack Bryce Young in Atlanta. It was the only game all season that the Bulldogs did not record a sack. That's despite blitzing 20 times. 79% of Alabama's yards were gained via the air. That's 421 yards, the most allowed via the air by Georgia all season. So Georgia couldn't get to Bryce Young. Bryce Young shredded them. Bama's even averaged 4.4 yards per carry. That 4.4 clips, the most that Georgia's yielded all year. And then Alabama, on the other side of the line of scrimmage, only yielded 109 yards rushing, which is the fewest, you guessed it, for Georgia all season. True media even says that Georgia's rushers did not avoid a single tackle, so they didn't break any tackles. Alabama sacked Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett three times. That's the most that Georgia has allowed all season and had 15 quarterback pressures. That's also the most allowed all season by Georgia in a single game. And then maybe most telling, Georgia went 25% on third down conversions. That's its lowest rate all season. So you basically put all of that in a blender and you say, if Georgia can play a better game and Alabama maybe isn't as superhuman, especially Bryce Young as he was in Atlanta when he clinched the Heisman, then we have a much different ball game. But let's talk to Brandon Marcello and see what he thinks. All right, Brandon Marcello joins us right now. Brandon, it's Sunday afternoon. You're in San Antonio. You may have had a, a flight to think about it. Have you settled on a winner for Monday night's game?
2: I've been flipping back and forth. I, I still think Georgia as of right now, but this could go either way. And Georgia's just more talented and a little bit deeper at some very important spots that you want to lean on uh, late in games. I, I'm going the same way.
1: And and I think when you're picking Georgia, you're you're understanding that you're accepting that you could be made to look like an idiot again. You know, like I had Georgia beating Alabama, and I remember getting some sort of sick feeling watching the two teams come out. And I was like, what? Going against Nick Saban? Why would anyone do this? And then of course Alabama wins 41 to 24. I sort of like what you said though. You did a you did a really great idea. This was this was smart by you. Five reasons why Georgia will beat Alabama. Five reasons why Alabama will beat Georgia. And Brandon, there's lots of different things we can break down in the game. We can talk about like the loss of John Mechie for Alabama and how that affects you know, the, the, the stacked receivers and how Georgia maybe will change some some things up. I keep coming down to this idea that Alabama and specifically Bryce Young played like this perfect game against yeah. Georgia and Georgia really didn't play that well and would probably love to have some things back as far as, as far as its offensive and defensive game plans go.
2: Yeah, you know, it's amazing. I was looking at some advanced stats and breakdown uh, from some folks much smarter than me. And, you know, I was there live and I guess you get kind of lost in it, but, you know, Georgia actually got to Bryce Young quite a bit. They just never quite got there far enough. He, he, he was able to roll out and kind of extend some plays. He obviously picked up 40 yards on the ground, but more than that, he was able to extend plays and avoid the pressure just enough. I mean, he was still hurried eight times, but that success rate in which Georgia usually finishes those type of plays was abnormally low. And also Bryce Young just absolutely killed them down the field and also on some really close passes that maybe one or two of those aren't usually completed. And so it was pretty much like, as you said, a perfect game by Bryce Young and Georgia just couldn't finish. Now, credit Alabama, of course, for that. But there was something about that, like Georgia was slipping on the turf, all kinds of weird things. It would, I think it would have to be considered abnormal for maybe that to happen again. If Georgia's getting to that point and still pushing Alabama around the way they did uh, successfully at times, you would think that wouldn't happen for, you know, the second time in three games, but we'll see. Uh, But that's why I'm kind of leaning more toward Georgia. I just think that was almost like a perfect storm for the tide.
1: Do you also think there's something too, and this was one of your reasons, if not now, then when, I know we said it last month, but like, it's just, if it can't happen now, I don't know, like when Kirby Smart will ever beat Nick Saban? Because you're right, you're right. Like Alabama might—they're both so talented, but Georgia, Georgia is more talented, especially when you remove the the idea of a John Mechie from the equation for Alabama. Like this is this is Georgia's year. And yes. look, I I've sent you a few messages about this before. We've talked about this. I'm I'm just not a Stetson Bennett guy. I'm just not, yeah. but maybe I'm coming around to it, Brandon. And maybe the, the Michigan game was the confidence he needed to get going. And, and the, the Georgia defense, the confidence was so good, but I, I'm not looking at this as a Stetson Bennett versus Bryce Young that I was maybe looking at it as a month ago. Like I, I I've come to the the point where I think Georgia is, is a better team and has this, I, I was texting Alabama, a friend of mine a few days ago, and he was like, I've accepted it, it's a loss. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, this is, this is my worst nightmare. <laughs> beat Georgia in the SEC title game, and then we're going to lose this one. I was like, that's your worst nightmare? Like, how, how spoiled are you? So, you know, Bama fans, it almost feels like house money. And Georgia, it feels like the most important game in 40 years for them.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, the thing is, like, you don't get any pushback really from Alabama fans when you say, hey, this might be the worst Alabama team to reach the national championship under Nick Saban. And you don't get much pushback from that. And they've got a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. And you say that, and they're like, yeah, you're probably right. And this is the best team Georgia's had under Kirby Smart and may ever have. The big thing that all everybody keeps questioning, though, at Georgia is they don't have a quote-unquote elite quarterback. But Stetson Bennett, you look at his stats, no one has more downfield targets, actually, in the Power Five than him. Uh, more success rate in doing so as well. It's just that in some big moments in some of these games, that's when everything's magnified for him. And we kind of picked. Pick at pick at him a little bit in that SEC championship game. He missed at least two th- such throws. I counted three, and you can't do that in big games. So yeah, I mean, I'm still worried about him a little bit. But what I saw against Michigan, I'm like, you know, Michigan's got a pretty good defense. They they should have been able to stop a couple of those throws in coverage. And you know, Bennett was through. I think at least one of, if not two of, the best passes he's ever thrown as a college football player. But Listen, it does come down to simply as it's been 41 years for Georgia of all the teams who have won a national championship here in this modern era, since the FBS and the FCS became a thing of all the teams that have won national championships during that time, none has had a longer drought than Georgia and it's time it's time to end that. And if it doesn't happen here, I, I guarantee you, Trey, and this sounds crazy. It goes back to your point about being spoiled. And I think a lot of fans of Georgia and Alabama, especially don't, understand how good they have it, but if Georgia doesn't win this, this year, I can guarantee you some Georgia fans will turn against Kirby smart. I think they'll sour on him a little bit. They'll go, well, it's Mark Rick 2.0, except this time we're actually making the championship game and then falling on our face. Not to say with you on that. No,
1: I agree with you on that. Like I I see that sometimes from them, even, you know, after a, You know, a regular season loss to a South Carolina or something like that. Like, I I definitely, I've seen that before.
2: (laughs) But here in the biggest game against your chief rival in a lot of ways, and Nick Saban, the big dog, and he's probably got the worst team he's had in the championship game. You lose this one, considering what they lose next year, Georgia, you know, this is the window. And and everybody recognizes that, not just Georgia fans. I mean, we were, everybody's been writing about it. I mean, I wrote about, about it back in May about how this is the year. I mean, everybody knew it. They were built for it. And let's be honest. Their defense may have actually exceeded our lofty expectations this year. Their offense may have actually exceeded our expectations this year. Meanwhile, Alabama's may have a little bit below our expectations. And yet we're sitting here thinking we're just waiting for Georgia to lose. It's, it's kind of crazy.
1: Well, it sounds ridiculous to say this is the year to get Bama because they're in the national title game. But I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. They're the clear number one for next season. They're bringing in Eli Ricks, Shamir Gibbs, another yeah. insane recruiting class. Bryce Young will be a junior. Will Anderson will be a junior. These young receivers who will be in the spotlight on Monday night will be a year older. So we've we've sort of laid out the recipe for Georgia, and it's it's more so just kind of getting back to its ball game. You know, Zamir White probably carries the ball more than seven times. James Cook gets involved in the passing game a little bit more. Stetson Bennett can't throw the two interceptions, and and then you sort of hope that you can just get Bryce Young to the turf. If you're Alabama. It sounds like we we really don't need to script out the, the recipe to beating Georgia because we already saw it. Your reasons and your reasons sort of lay that out. It's like like they can they can get to Stetson Bennett, they can convert on third down, they have the mind game element. No one is doubting that. We've already seen Bryce Young take take down this all everything historic defense. What do you think though is the most important key for me for for me? And I'll go first. For me, it's 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 you make it's you make Stetson Bennett turn into a pumpkin. You just mm. you just get the clock to midnight. You make it clear that. After one quarter, this guy's got no chance. You do that defensively. What is what
2: is your key? For me, it's the same as the SEC championship game going into it. You have to have a great game from Bryce Young that makes him look like a Heisman Trophy winner against the best defense in the country. And, you know, they've done that once. Why can't they do it again? You just got to hope that Bryce Young creates some magic when Georgia does get pressure because they will. There's no doubt about that. Alabama's offensive line, the way they played in that SEC championship game was as good as they've played up front. They were able to get over hundred yards rushing, which no one's really been able to do against that Georgia defense. And then here's the thing. I mean, Alabama among the power five, they got the best third down offense in the nation and they were very good on third down, of course, against Georgia. Meanwhile, Georgia was only three of 12 on third downs himself offensively. But I do think the key here is you just got to have Alabama's offense clicking on third down again. And that's all up to Bryce Young. And uh, if they continue to hit at the high rate they've been hitting at all season, including against Georgia, Alabama's going to win it. If Alabama you know, converts 50% of their third downs in this game, they're, they're winning a national championship.
1: Yeah, Now I'm, I'm looking at the box score from last time, and it's Brian Robinson. He was held at 3.4 yards a carry. I yep. don't think he's going to go over 200 like he did against Cincinnati. Jamison Williams was an absolute monster, but it helps to have John Mechie. Right. Like, yeah, and and they're going to miss them.
2: And here's the thing not to interrupt, but, you know, I was talking to some, some coaches about this and to them, you know, we talk a lot about how much Georgia rotates defensively and how that keeps them fresh. I had some coaches tell me that that's actually a double-edged sword for Georgia because a lot of their defensive linemen, they're not used to playing so many snaps. So when you have to keep them on the field after a third down conversion, and then another one, they're not accustomed to that. Because they're used to getting three and outs or getting like a five play drive, and then that's it. With this defense, they do rotate a lot, yes. But you keep those same units on the field, and you're rotating them. That actually wears them out a little bit. And I've had coaches that are watching the SEC championship game tell me that that they think that that's what Alabama did. They kind of wore Georgia out a little bit offensively near the end of that that first half, and it carried in a little bit to the second half, but especially in that second quarter. So you know, keep an eye on that. That that is very interesting to me. And you and you mentioned. John Mechie and co you know with him out you know Alabama did a great job of these of these sets where they kind of stack guys they do some motion with the receivers and it would make the cornerbacks and the safeties and even some linebackers at time you know you obviously have to pick your assignments and know what you're doing but it confused Georgia's defensive backs and that's been the weakness of Georgia's defense all year not just talent wise but it appears mental and Alabama really took advantage of that you would think Georgia knows you know, from what they saw on film, that that's coming this go around. But listen, it's one thing to prepare for. it; It's another when your eyes get confused and it goes to your brain and all of a sudden you're half a second, you know, back and reacting. And, you know, that's a touchdown. So that, that's going to be huge as well.
1: Last question for you. Maybe I should have asked it first and the college football playoff and ESPN certainly don't need us to carry any water for it. But Brandon, we've got <laughs> listeners for this podcast, you know, all across the country. G5 fans, Pac-12 fans, Big 12, Big 10, ACC. Uh, what do you say to them If they tell you they're not as excited about Monday night's game because it's an SEC rematch.
2: Well, I mean, watch it just to, to see two really great teams going at each other. And to be honest, the playoff in the end, the last game, the championship game, we really haven't had any controversy. Obviously, this is very clearly the two best teams in the country. You might be getting sick of it, but watch it with the idea that, you know, expansion is coming. It's going to happen one way or another. It might not happen as soon as 24, 25 as a lot of us had thought it would, but it's coming. And the days of you not having a chance and obviously not even being able to play in the playoff yourself, they're about to come to an end. They're they're coming. And these great games we saw on New Year's Day, those type of games, those games, those are the games we're going to see in the playoffs in the future. Those are the games that are going to be in the playoff in the future. So I just say, hold on. If, you, if you're bored by this, which you shouldn't be, this is going to be an amazing matchup. I, I can't tell you. I mean, how many NFL guys are on these two teams? I mean, you're talking 30 plus, and this is going to be phenomenal to watch. And it's something, you know, in a few years, you're going to go, wow, I remember watching again, the title game, but. Listen, the, the day is coming for the Group of Five. The day is coming for you know those teams right behind the Georgia, Alabama, and the SEC, ACC, Pac twelve, and those great New Year's Days games we saw this year. But not only this year, but every year we have really close games, games decided by three to four to five points on New Year's Day. Those are the games that are going to be in the playoff, and that's going to be really exciting to watch.
1: I agree with you on all that. And I would also say, I get that it's 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 not as much fun when you have a rematch, but it, I think we all are in agreement that it's going to be closer than it was last time. Yes. And thus, it'll be a close, good game. And we don't always get those in the in the title game. Like think about last year. Could you script a better match than Alabama versus Ohio State? And Alabama beats him 52 to 24 and Devontae Smith doesn't even play the second half the year before. Can, does it get any better than Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence? That game wasn't close after midway through the third quarter. The year before, Trevor Lawrence versus Tua Viloa, absolute blowout. It's been yeah. a few years, and I guess it's been since... Yes, yeah, since Tua to Devontae Smith against Georgia on 2nd and 26th, we had a close one. So Everyone enjoy. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. Have a good time out there in San Antonio. Okay, appreciate Brandon joining us. Go check out those articles there on the front page of 247sports.com and follow Brandon on Twitter at BMarcello. We're going to have a ton to talk about this week. We'll do a game breakdown on Tuesday morning. We're going to have way too early top 25 stuff. We'll have some takeaways from the All-American Bowl, Deion Sanders and Jackson State getting four-star wide Kevin Coleman out of absolutely nowhere. The transfer portal is red hot. We're waiting on decisions from Caleb Williams and Mario Williams and a ton of good players. So it's going to be a busy week. There's no such thing as an off-season in college football. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Enjoy the national championship. It's our last one. It's our last game until August. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.